0: Did you know that every year, more than 150 bears are illegally taken captive by poachers in Armenia? Once captured, many end up displayed in small cages at petrol stations, bus depots, restaurants or other public entertainment venues. Our guest today is a producer and editor. Her first film, War Sweet Home, won several international awards and her second documentary titled Keepers of the Wild premiered late last year. Crazy Birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome haya altamini haya welcome to the podcast thank you haya would you mind just telling us a little bit how did your sustainable journey actually start
1: um i've always been interested in environmental projects whether it's about animals or about people and i think i grew up watching national geographic discovery channel and just i've I've always been interested in the topic so it naturally happened that I decided to make documentaries about nature and conservation.
0: You have just premiered the documentary of Keepers of the Wild.
1: What? Yeah. What is it all about? Well, the documentary is about rescuing bears in Armenia, because in Armenia, Syrian brown bears are red-listed animals, and every year, more than 150 bears are hunted by poachers. Um, most of them are killed, while some of them are used for display. They keep them in restaurants for entertainments or even petrol stations, factories, illegal Legal zoos or even private homes. So it's a very like prominent issue and um, currently there are some organizations working together to rescue these bears. So I was there to cover the whole rescue process and the rehabilitation of the bears to send them back to the wild. So in
0: October 2017 the International Animal Rescue mm-hmm. launched a new campaign the Great Bear Rescue. The campaign aims to free bears from their suffering and after thorough veterinary checks and assessments and those who are physically and mentally equipped to fend themselves in the wild are released can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about these bears and like kind of how are they rescued and what's the like whole process I mean you've been there filming this as well as well as talking to these people so yeah can you tell us a little bit more about it? Well
1: the whole process starts with a lot of negotiation between between um, the bear organization the rescuers and the restaurant owners after they negotiate like the terms and conditions of you know how they're going to take the bear if they're going to pay any money any compensation because a lot of the restaurants believe that when they keep the bears they make money out of it like tourists come to to eat there or spend money just to see the bear but it's not true um, in reality most tourists are repelled when they see something like this so they avoid going to that restaurant or that petrol station or wherever the, the bears kept so after negotiations they have to sign um deals with the government to get permission to to basically extract the bear otherwise it's, it's considered stealing even though it's illegal to keep a wild animal but once they get the government's permission they often work with police forces to even you know to break in to the venue to the restaurant and yeah take the bear out and the bear is normally sent to the quarantine zone which is in the zoo where the bear receives medical attention from from vets and from professionals and once they assess that the, bear is in the in a healthy enough condition, they send the bear to this mountain called Ararat Mountain, where they have a rehab sanctuary facility to basically train the bear how to become wild again, how to hunt, and how to depend on its own instead of depend on people for food and for survival. Some
0: of these bears, like, typically, when are they captured? Is it like from their little. Like small little baby or how do we pe- these people actually get their hands on these bears?
1: Um, It depends. A lot of them are bred are born and bred in captivity. So there are these bear farms that people keep. I've seen some of them in hotels or even motels where you go to the back to the parking area or to the um, like just some hidden area of the motel where they have these cages and you just see lots of bears and it's obvious it's a breeding center. So a lot of the bears are, are bred and sold from these places while others are hunted and it's illegal to Hunt Syrian brown bears in Armenia because they're endangered species. So the ones that are hunted, normally they would kill the mother, take the bear cubs, um, sell the cubs or keep them. And they normally give them as gifts to other friends or to other family members. It's a weird gift, but it's just something they do in Armenia.
0: Yeah, because when you look at some of these images of these bears, it honestly, it just breaks my heart to see these animals locked up in these cages. You know, like you said, some's removed from their mother when they're very small and they are kept captured. But it's not just... Just the fact that they are kept in these cages, that is so heartbreaking for me. But it's also the way that they are looked after, like their diet. Some of these bears' diets consist of soda and candy. What were some of these experiences that you had, you know, with from their diets to the enclosure and to the way that they were actually treated. Yeah,
1: it's horrible. I mean, a lot of people ask, how is this different than keeping a bear in a zoo or in a cage in a zoo? But it's different because in a zoo, there's a lot of standards when it comes to the size of the cage. and obviously the diet, the type of food the bears are fed or the animal is fed but when it comes to these illegal places, whether it's a restaurant, petrol station, factory or a private house or literally anywhere in Armenia, people keep bears. All these places have no standards so the bear can be you know, one meter by one meter, it can be the size of the bear itself, barely enough for the bear to kind of pace around sometimes there's no water, there's no like available water throughout the day so the bears go through dehydration and like you said, they're fed on scrap on leftover food, on bread, candy, cola, sugars, just really unhealthy food. And what happens is not only they're malnutrition, but they also start losing their teeth. So when they lose their teeth, uh, rescuers can't really do anything about it. They just have to extract the teeth and then the bears just have to live the rest of their lives without teeth, unable to eat or chew food. So it, it ruins their quality of life forever.
0: Wow, that's shocking. Typically then, how long? Obviously, if a, if a bear lives... Uh, normal and happy life in the wild where they can actually eat what food they are supposed to eat and have access to water and everything what would you say is kind of the lifespan of these bears when they are held captured versus when they are actually free in the wild
1: Mm, the lifespan i don't think it changes that much because a lot of these bears are born and they live out their whole lives and they die in these cages so i think they all live around you know like 15 20 25 years max maybe but it's just the quality that they live in is it's not a life at all, you know, they have psychological traumas. They have PTSD. You can see it from the way they're walking. They just pace and circle back and forth over and over and they bang their head against the cage and they scratch the floors and the bars so hard that even their nails and their clothes start falling out and uh, they have these obsessive behaviors where they constantly lick their paws over and over and over and it causes like damage to their skin. So all of this is called stereotypical behavior and it's caused by living in captivity for so long. And
0: what do they do when, when they are actually exposed to humans? Obviously, they are in cages, so it's not like they can come out and attack you. But kind of what, what is their behavior when someone actually comes close to them?
1: From what I saw, the bears are very, very friendly, like very abnormally friendly. But I think it's because of boredom. Um, of course, they can attack you any second. It's not like they're, they're dogs or pets or anything. They're very unpredictable. So even though they seem friendly, they seem approachable. A lot of people put their hands through the cage. They pet them. Um, the bear owners, you know, are not afraid to, to, to go in even sometimes, but it's, it's still, obviously it's not safe at any moment they can attack you for no reason or just because they're angry in their situation they can flip in any moment but generally speaking they are yeah they look they look friendly and they look like they're just dying for any kind of attention any kind of love or you know they're, they're bored they want someone to kind of come and entertain them and they're happy when people kind of spend time with them so
0: with this whole documentary that you guys did like kind of what was the thought process and everything from that like kind of what was the the goal that you wanted to reach um, by showing people this documentary? Um, The main
1: goal I wanted to reach was just to spread awareness that this is still happening because this whole story blew up in 2016 when Daily Mail published an article about a bear in Armenia that was uh, drowning in a river. So the bear was inside a cage at a restaurant and uh, the river flooded so half the cage was basically covered in water and the bear barely had his head out so when Daily Mail published that photo the whole world you know blew up mostly people in the uk because you know daily Mail is a uk publication so everyone raged about it and that one bear was saved but now it's 2019 i guess and um yeah the same thing's still happening and there's still around 60 to 80 bears that need rescuing but i think everyone kind of just forgot about the armenian bears and they assumed that the issue is over but it's not how did you
0: particularly got involved in this exact project
1: I think I just saw the Daily Mail article like anyone else did but I decided that I wanted to speak to the people and find out is there are there more bears what's the situation are there more rescues what's happening and then when I found out that there are still many more rescues but the problem is that rescue organization doesn't have money so it costs 3,000 to 4,000 pounds to rescue each single bear and so far they've only rescued like 5 or 6 bears out of the 80 bears so I decided that if an article can help these seven bears maybe a documentary can help the rest of them
0: what can we then as a community do to help and rescue these bears uh,
1: check out the great bear rescue campaign on um on international animal rescues websites they are raising money and the money is actually going to save the bears so i think if someone wants to donate to a good cause for, you know, the environment or for animal welfare, then I think this is a this is a good cause to choose. So check out uh, the website. You can always even, you can buy a souvenir and if you buy a souvenir the money goes to the, the donation as well. Where would
0: our crazy birds be able to actually watch your full documentary?
1: That I'm not sure yet. Um, people are welcome to contact me directly. I can send them a link in private, but I can't post the film online yet, just yet because I want to apply to festivals. Yeah, so i mean. that
0: is i just feel it is really terrible when you know, you look at these animals and know that there is, like, something that we can do. And I think there's a lot of people that is kind of in the same situation that you were when you saw or hear about these bears. It just takes one person to actually go and make that difference. And whether it is, like, I mean, you've gone all out, you visited Armenia a few times and obviously create this amazing documentary but I mean anyone can contribute whether it is one pound or you know one dollar or anything 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 could help these animals and it's just heartbreaking to think that these people would think that tourists actually would like to see kind of a toothless bear sitting in a cage being very unhappy and i would love to see that more bears in the future actually gets rescued and that that kind of you know stops completely
1: yeah i hope so i think i think it will definitely stop completely change is slowly happening and even the government you know there has been a revolution in armenia this, uh, April 2017. So the whole government changed, the president changed. I think, yeah, the, con- the whole country itself is kind of evolving now and hopefully human rights will be established and then animal rights will also be established. So
0: You know, looking at these people that actually kind of, you know, say they own these bears that it's their property. What is like some of the like excuses other than this brings in money to their store or petrol station or wherever they are held? You know, what are some of the stuff that they say? Why are they keeping these animals if each person's got like kind of more or less the same excuse or what is their typical responses?
1: Well, the first reason is for profit. They assume that this will bring them more visitors, more money, more, you know, tourists and second of all it's they don't think of animals as being equal to humans they think that they own nature and they own everything in their land that any animal here like, belongs to them so to them they don't have a problem keeping a, a, any animal whether a wild animal or a dog in a small cage they have no problem like beating animals or treating them badly of course this is not all armenians i'm only talking about the ones who keep the bears um, a lot of armenians are really modern and you know don't even know that this problem exists in their own country which is also part of the problem with the lack of awareness another problem i guess is just lack of education people don't understand why this is wrong why it's wrong for them to keep a bear they just think it it's normal it's it's part of their culture part of their history but it's, it's not you know the whole bear keeping started because of uh, USSR when Armenia was part of the USSR and then people in Russia used to keep bears and this just transferred from Russia to Armenia and it kept going so it's not even Armenian history it's more of Eastern European history how many bears
0: are they actually in the wild still in Armenia at the moment
1: that I'm not sure I think the number can be around 200 Wow approximately.
0: Yeah. Jeez, it's really insane. Haya, what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth?
1: Probably going vegetarian. I think was one of the biggest decisions I made Yeah, so I went vegetarian around uh, maybe 11 years ago so it's been a long time and I think it's one of the best decisions I've made so far <laughs> and uh, um, since working with you on our documentary uh, waste me not I've been trying to use like the least amount of plastic as I can and I always say no I always refuse it and it's only when I really 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 have to that I ever buy something with plastic
0: awesome so what is next then for you so you've <laughs> mentioned obviously the The documentary that you're working on with us and yeah, what else is in the pipelines that people can watch out for?
1: (laughs) Still working on it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Cool. And we are now going to move into our final five. The first one is what is one social media account that you follow?
1: My mom's.
0: (laughs) I'm sure she would love it um, we will we will link it up. What is her social
1: media account <laughs> Rana underscore underscore demloge she makes amazing healthy healthy like super healthy meals, and everyone in my university follows her all my friends like yeah everyone follows my mom, so that's one account I always follow <laughs> and she delivers in Dubai. well, no, but I think she should open a restaurant hopefully soon. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. And what (laughs) is your hope for
1: Mama Earth going forward? I don't know. I mean, I hope that people start caring more or at least... um acting on yeah people act like think that they care a lot but you don't see them take actual steps to show that or take actions So i hope that people actually you know contribute to making mama earth a better place what advice
0: can you give our crazy birds this week to help out mama earth
1: do something small it doesn't have to be anything big you know carry your own bag don't buy don't use plastic bags don't use straw uh, try eating less meat you don't have to go fully vegetarian but you know you don't have to eat meat every day yeah just do something small <laughs> Make a change. What yeah. is
0: one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey?
1: So around 16,000 liters of water um, are consumed just to make one kilogram of beef. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's a
1: lot of water wasted. That is a lot. Last one is
0: where can people find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's the most thing I really use. Uh, my handle is at haya.log or on Twitter at haya. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. We will definitely
0: link that up for our crazy birds and all of our crazy birds that want to watch this documentary, they can just contact you via Twitter or on Instagram and um, you'd be able to advise them to make sure that they can see this and also spread the awareness for these bears so we can try and actually save many more. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to. Yeah, it would be nice for people to contact me and I would be happy to share the film as well. Awesome, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoy it and all the best for the next documentary and I can't wait to see what else you have got planned.
1: Thank you so much.